The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. As spiritual seekers, we often receive guidance on which path to follow. This might be necessary for some time, but as we move along, we need to trust our heart and become our own guide. Welcome to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us, a place where we can listen to everyone's heart. Your companion on the journey is Jill Asselin. Come join us now on this path of inner exploration. Here is your host, Jill Asselin. Yes, good evening, Altair. Very good evening, Victor. It's lovely, lovely to be here again. I, I yes. hope all is well, all is well at your end, and that you're having a beautiful day there. I do. Thank you very much, and I think it's very, very nice. Very happy to have you back. This is the fourth time, so it's really a blessing for for us, me, and the audience to have you again, and hopefully hearing some more uh, interesting slash intriguing stories <laughs> and spiritual experiences as well. For me too, a great blessing, and I hope, as as I've always said, this is very much a shared heart that we are expressing here, so people will identify, I hope, with all the stories, and yes. will touch their heart in some way, so yes. thank you again for the opportunity, it's wonderful. You're very welcome. I've been mentioning uh, the shared heart in my shows since we recorded the first two shows, so I guess it's, it's a concept that I'm being uh, comfortable with, in a sense, which oh, is good. Fine. Yes. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So I would like to start with a poem that I received yesterday from um, a sister in faith in Glastonbury. Yesterday was the summer solstice in the Northern Hemisphere. And so the poem reads, Let me be still amid the beauty of earth. Let me be a silent admirer of all that is sacred. Let me be reverent in the presence of another. Let me restore my inner eye. Let me put to rest the wildness of endless activity. Let me end my seeking the glitter of streets that go nowhere. That's beautiful. Thank you. That really is beautiful because it does speak to us of the essence of silence and reverence. Yes, and but, uh, it also goes into what I discussed a few shows ago about this uh, doing and being. You know, there's so much doing in our lives all over the place that um, getting into being mode and, and silence is part of being mode. I think it's very important to us to get centered, especially if we want to communicate with um, what is there, what is available to us on a different uh, level. I, I absolutely agree. So I'm going to also answer you with a, a poem of sorts. It's, a, it's actually a mantra. Uh, it's, the, it's a section of the Heart Sutra, and it's chanted by my, one of my greatest inspirations and a, and a very good friend because I had the good fortune of spending some time personally with him, and that's His Holiest, Holiness the Dalai Lama. So I'll leave you with him, and I will... Chant along, and if anybody knows this, please do join us. Yeah, no. 
Bodhiswaha Gate gate para gate para sangate bodhiswaha. 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 Para Whenever I listen to that, I always feel deeply moved, and whenever I chant it, I will always feel very deeply moved. Go, go, go beyond, go thoroughly beyond, and establish yourself in enlightenment. And when we listen to the silence and the stillness, just for a moment, we think about what it means to go, go, go beyond. This very famous Tibetan mantra looks on life from a tantric point of view. The go, go, go beyond, go thoroughly beyond is actually an esoteric or uh, secret view of the path of life. It actually speaks about the five paths of the bodhisattva. Through the two beginning stages or the preparation, stages of preparation, which are the paths of accumulating and preparing gate, gate. Because in fact, that's what we do most of our lives. Just as you said, Victor, we are doing, accumulating. So that's the first gate. And that is part of the natural preparation of life is to accumulate and do until we suddenly realize that what we're doing. And so we enter the next gate, gate, which is preparation. And after doing for such a long time, there's something in the soul that gets tired, that gets frustrated, that gets anxious, that gets that wonders what what is the purpose? Who am I? Why am I doing all this? What am I here for? And that's the beginning of insight or paragate, which is the beginning of bumi, the first bumi or the first insight. And that leads one to meditation. And that is parasamgate. The path of meditation is very deep. And as those of you that 
have meditated know it has many, many different layers and levels. And it takes you right through to the stage, the 11th Bhumi, which is called Bodhiswaha, the stage of no more learning or the new heart of wisdom. The sutra beautifully describes the experience of the liberation of the Bodhisattva of compassion, Avalokiteshvara, which was the path I was initiated in as a Tibetan. Uh, it's the result of insight gained while you're engaged in very deep meditation to awaken the faculty of prajna or wisdom. The insight that Avalokiteshvara gained refers to an understanding of the fundamental emptiness of all phenomena. So that chant, gate, gate, paragate, parasamgate, bodhiswaha, is actually from the Hach Sutra. And when you look at other sutras in Buddhism, they explain the energy of this emptiness of all phenomena perfectly. The Diamond Sutra puts it in another way, and I talk about it in this way because I'm on this show with you sharing our heart with everybody that's listening. So being here with all of you fills my heart with blessing. Everything in our shared heart is releasing and dropping away. The beauty that is you is revealed. Your heart is in all hearts. All conditioned phenomena are like a dream, an illusion, a bubble, a shadow, like dew or a flash of lightning. Thus we shall perceive them. And that takes me all the way back to your beautiful poem, which is a sign of stillness and beauty from the earth. Your poem really touched my heart. It asks the essential life questions. Who am I? Where am I going? What am I to do and how am I to love? One of the answers to those questions came when I met Tarith uh, and the source energy. It was in the United States in 1996. And I was guided to a meeting in a small church with the source energy, with Jeff Boltwood, as he was called then, or Tarith, as he's known now, and the divine oil. It was in a very small church in San Francisco. And when I entered the church, which was totally silent, uh, to a group of around 50 people, I was astounded because he called... uh, woman out from the front row. He obviously didn't know her and she she didn't know him. And he asked her to sit on a chair and he held his hands over her head and everything was quiet. And then out of the midst of his hands, uh, it's very difficult even now to tell where it came from, ash started to appear, ash, like real flakes of ash, black and silver and also it just came out of his hands and flowed all the way down her body, over her hair, down her clothes and onto the floor until there was a pile about, I suppose, about a foot deep. Now, you can imagine there was an absolutely awesome, stunned silence in that I can that imagine, check. yes. <laughs> a complete, it was, it was definitely not what I expected. And that was followed by a flash of light, which filled the entire church, the entire church again, emanating from the presence that obviously Terrace had connected with. 
And then there was this pure sound, which I've played before on this show and which you're going to hear again. It sounds like a crystal bowl, a very pure, pure tone that came out of nowhere. And that was my first experience of the source energy uh, in, a, in a very real way. And the uh, Jeff at, at that stage was uh, uh, doing individual sessions with people. And I, I was especially interested because I knew that he was a sound alchemist and that he had worked with alchemy for, for many, many years. And I knew when you look at science that star, stars themselves have uh, an alchemical vibration. They have harmonics and vibration like music. Um, Pythagoras and himself spoke of this when he proposed a theory called mu- Musica Universalis or the music of the spe- spheres that he proposed that stars and planets emit their own unique hum or vibration. Well, Tarith has gone a step further than that and has actually recorded some of the sounds of the planets. And in fact, NASA through specific, very highly tuned instruments that are just become avail- becoming available now has recently released the sounds of the vibration of the, uh, of our planet, the planets in our solar system. So he proved to me that the Earth emitted a specific vibration by manifesting sounds from a crystal in front of uh, our group and also manifesting sounds from... I, I don't know what you'd call it, the ether. <laughs> and he's done it in different places around the world, uh, in, in the stones at uh, Avebury and at uh, the Great Pyramid of Giza, which is one of the sounds you're going to hear this evening, um, or, or at your time on uh, in this show. So he was giving individual sessions, and when I met him, he, he was a very private Man, he had extremely, uh, I'd have to say, devastating eyes. <laughs> I've never seen eyes like his before. And in fact, he wore sunglasses all the time because he said when people looked at him, they got rather sort of ta- taken aback. It, it's really quite, it's quite amazing. He, his eyes, un- unlike at that stage, he had eyes unlike any that I'd seen. Um, so when I met him, he just said, "Let's meditate a while." and he touched my hands and then he started to speak and he said, I'm going to speak to you from the source. And he told me about the star system that I came from, the, the Pleiades, and he told me that I had an extremely f- strong vibration from that star system so that I was able to uh, call craft from that, from that system, which as I've spoken about on the show, I, I was able to do in 1990, uh, And he also said that I had very powerful healing energy and that the source, if it was uh, my time, would manifest a, a miracle of sorts to show me that that was true. Uh, and the next moment, I felt the most extraordinary joy. It, it's, it, it was like an electric shock, but much, much more. I've been, uh, I've held onto an electric fence at a farm in New Zealand. So I know what it's like when you get a really huge jolt through it, through you. But it was much, much more than that. It was literally like being shocked from my, the 
top of my head to the the very ends of my toes. Um, it, it struck it struck me so suddenly. It's like a bolt of lightning out of out of the blue, and. I began to, I guess, vibrate with joy might be the best way of describing it. I can still remember it now. It made me, made me giggle. It made me laugh. And then it, then it became an uncontrollable. I couldn't stop this energy from moving in my being, from, from moving my heart, from shifting the energy in my whole body and in my being. It was like suddenly finding out that you can emit light like a light bulb. I'm sure the um, I'm sure that people who have experienced these in, enlightening processes experience something of the same sort. So this extraordinary joy was also accompanied by a, a very unique smell. I began to smell out of the pores of my body uh, an, an aroma, kind of, I guess you'd say like rose petals. It was, it was almost like rose petals raining from heaven, but they were coming out through my heart. And the, suddenly, this oil, this divine oil, like amrita or divine nectar, began to come out of the palms of my hands, the very center of the palms of my hand. I, both I, I, hands. Both hands? Both, both hands, yeah. Both hands at the same time. So it's, uh, if you've read about am, amrita, it's an activation of the Holy Spirit or the sacred flame in, in your fontanelle and it flows from the pituitary gland down through the heart center and out through the meridians that are linked in the chakras in your hands. And that's basically what happened. I, my head kind of burst with joy and suddenly this flow of oil, well, actually it was a flow of joy, <laughs> came down through my heart, out along my arms. I could actually feel it move and then began to pump out of my hands. Um, and it didn't just pump, it, it, it flowed like a, at first like um, uh, some drops, like a trickle of drops as if somebody had, uh, I don't know, as if I was sweating, sweating profusely out, out of the. <laughs> Someone had cut the, your hands. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And then it began to pump in such volume that I had to ask um, some people for towels and I had to bind my hands and I, I was driving a car at the time, an old Volvo, which I was driving around San Francisco. And I um, had to ask the people that I'd come with if they could get towels in order to drive home because I was driving them. <laughs> and I still remember my hands on the steering wheel and the, soaked with towels in order to be able to make the drive home. And when I reached my friend's place, most of my friends that had come with me or that were waiting for me were all massage therapists. So <laughs> you can imagine their delight um, with, with, uh, because the oil didn't stop flowing for eight hours nonstop. The towels were soaked, so <laughs> they, they were able – they said, can we collect the oil, please? <laughs> and I said, well, of course, of course. So I literally just held my hands out and the oil flow, flowed out of my palms and down into vial after vial of oil, which they've used for years for healing. So <laughs> that was a – a very extraordinary moment in my life. I learned about what happens when you're really silent and reverent and when your inner sight is restored and what happens when you come to rest and you end your seeking in that joy. That, that was that moment. Everything kind of stopped and I, 
I just sort of, you know, I gave up resisting, I guess you'd say, <laughs> which is exactly what your beginning poem spoke all about, is that I, the, re- the reverence and, and the silence of the moment was just absolutely beautiful. Um, so that, that, is, that is exactly what happened. And I practiced, he gave me some techniques at the time, which I practiced faithful, faithfully, as I've done with many of the, you know, the, the Tibetan Buddhist practices that I was initiated in and Yogananda's practices and the practices of Yeshua and Mary and Mother Mary that I was taught from birth. All these things I used to, I've had a practice that I do every day, morning and night, and I've never stopped. I had a bet with my father. He said, you'll never keep doing that. I said, no, I'm going to do them all till I'm 90, including my yoga practices at least. So um, yeah, I've still got to keep that bet with him. He's no longer here on this planet, but he's listening. <laughs> um, so the when when I um, met Tarith again in 2015, that was when I, I, he gave me some further techniques in sound alchemy and the ancient practices of alchemic healing. So the divine sounds that you uh, will hear in the recording, I was able to manifest in my body, and they emerged as those tones that you'll hear. Um, Tarith manifested the one most of the ones, that, in fact, that you hear in the Pyramid of Giza. And they sound like tones from crystal bowls. The priests and priestesses of ancient Egypt knew exactly those secrets and how to manifest them. So those same secrets are available to to you. They just take practice. And that's why I'm wanting to offer these tones to to your listeners. It takes deep, deep practice in the stillness and silence of your being. It's like, like that. So... So I, I did want to ask you, Victor, what what have you learned in this regard in terms of the stillness and silence of being? Like what, what would be your story and what answer would you give me? Thank you. Thank you for your story in the first place. Um, it's interesting at the beginning when you asked, when I was listening to you, I was closing my eyes and the, uh, the, the gate, gate, parasam gate, it's something yeah. I chanted uh, once or twice in a, in a Buddhist group, I think, especially last October. And I had an image of a, almost of a door or something opening, but with no door, like a portal with no door. Ah. I oh, couldn't yeah. see what was inside, but um, again, there was, a, there was something calling me within, within uh, some space. Um, so that's the image that came. There was obviously, there is stillness in that, but there's also some sort of communication. Yes. Well, at least there, there's a willingness on my part to know what's, what goes beyond. Exactly, that's what it all, go beyond, that's what you said. Yes, yes. And uh, that, that's, it's interesting, but it's an image that I had uh, earlier on when I was talking to my father. And I could see um, myself going up the steps and, and there was a door opening. I could see a door then opening up. And so I'm trying to put the threads together in a sense. You know, is this a message of uh, the message might be, please come in. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just my, my, live, uh, my live sharing in terms oh, of um, high reactor to your story, to Parasem Gade in the first place. Oh, and... It's interesting also at the same time you mentioned you going into the church. And my question is, what led you into the church? What led you to that divine encounter? Was there mm. something within you calling? Like what, it's very similar to what I sensed in a sense. You know, there's something that 
something you can't explain, but it's driving you somewhere. It's driving you somewhere in your meditation or physically speaking in a, in a church in San Francisco. It's a, it's a very good question. I, I do think your heart leads you. I mean, I was at that point, I had just been on a retreat with uh, Jack Kornfield at Spirit Rock. So I yeah, was. Not a name, yeah? Yes, yes. So I was. He's a student of Thich Nhat Hanh and was very. Uh, it was a beautiful Vipassana retreat for quite a number of days. So I was very much in that st- silence and stillness and I'd promised myself I was going to follow whatever, wherever my heart led me. So that's where it led me. So I do think, I mean, going back to your door and my door, my door into the church and church, your, yeah. door, your door into the stillness and space, I mean, perhaps that's exactly where it's leading you is into the stillness and silence of your being and when you open it and sit there uh, you'll get a completely new story and a completely new answer and it it may be incredibly revelatory to you in in so many ways Uh, so i would go definitely go and open that door (laughs) thank you yes I will heed the, the calling in a sense, yes. Yeah, I think it's beautiful that you experienced that. I, I, obviously something connected with the chanting and yes. your, fa- your father and the connection of the door and silence and stillness in the poem. Like you say, the threads lead you. And sometimes, yes, yeah. they do, follow, yeah. That's a, when you listen, when you heed the signs, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just one last question before we go on the break, but did you know Tarif was in the church or you just entered the church like uh, this? No, I didn't know. I saw, uh, uh, I saw a poster outside the church. Okay. In, in fact, I, I do remember exactly what it was. I will tell you after the break. You've just triggered a very old memory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it was actually I was playing basketball and an opossum ran, or a possum, not a possum, that's New Zealand, a raccoon ran out onto the court. And I was so surprised that I stood there and the raccoon ran over to the notice board, crashed into the notice board and then ran off, which made me go over to the notice board and see that he w- was coming there that evening. <laughs> so that raccoon was maybe my um, the little guardian angel in disguise. Yes, another sign, I guess. Uh, yeah, a guidepost in a sense, yes. Uh-huh, it's interesting, yeah. So that's that's how how come I knew? I had forgotten all about that until you prompted me. So once again, you are the master of remembrance, Victor. <laughs> You're very welcome. Okay. So thank you very much. We'll um, hear about you again after the break. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Jill Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. Hello again, Altair. Thank you very much for being with us today. How are you, Victor? It's wonderful to be here. I understand you will be sharing uh, meditation with us to yes, get us yes, started. I, I will. So I'll, I'll begin with this now. So the the source sounds, the uh, divine sounds, or the source codes that you you can get by emailing or contacting Victor or at the his radio show. Um, I have called the Yeshua codes, and you'll hear them now. Some of you have heard them before. And I'm going to just take you through a very short, brief, guided meditation as they play. The Temple of the Pyramid is a very ancient alchemic process. It's one of the most powerful ways of creating a sanctuary where your being can be close to your soul essence and with the help of the elders or the archangels will help you awaken your inner wisdom. So wherever you are, just choose a way of being comfortable and just sit. Sit in a way that's comfortable for you. And imagine that you're sitting on top of a four-sided pyramid One of the corners goes out in front of you, one behind you, one to the left, and one to the right. You're building this pyramid and you're sitting on top of it. Make yourself very quiet and relax. Focus your mind, your attention on the base of the spine, the base chakra. Take a soft, deep breath. And affirm in your mind, 
I release all barriers to my spiritual progress. Think of the base of your spine as a sphere of energy. Create it. The sphere of energy is the top point of the pyramid. On a very gentle breath, imagine the corners of the pyramids in front, behind, to the left and right, going out deep within the earth, within Mother Earth, within Mother Gaia. Ground yourself in the contact with the planet. Join the energies of the four corners of the pyramid. So you have a pyramid that is linked to the earth with its uppermost point at the base of your spine. As you breathe, begin to breathe in your inner spine, the astral spine that we have spoken about, the hollow tube of light that goes all the way from the base of the spine all the way up to the third eye. Breathe the healing and wisdom of all the nature in this planet. And as you take a breath, allow all your deep love for this planet to move up and through you all the way up to the third eye and then all the way down on the outward breath, grounding yourself in Mother Gaia. On the next breath, Allow yourself to move the point of the pyramid, the uppermost point, from the base of the spine all the way up to the crown of your head and then above you. The point of the pyramid is now above your crown. So you are sitting inside the pyramid. I want you to allow the light of the source, the life force of your soul, to pour into the pyramid, to pour right down through the crown, right down into the essence, the core of the earth. Ask for this to be healing and balancing for your whole being. Be still in this temple and be still in the stillness of your own being. As you do this, create a mirror image of the pyramid below you. So you are sitting within a pyramid and its mirror image is below you. As you sit, I want you to rotate the pyramid clockwise, softly, gently. Let it move round and round. Feel the energy as it's moving through your crown, right down through the base of your spine. Feel, feel yourself uplifted as the pyramid rotates. It's very, very simple. It's a path your soul already knows. Just allow the temple and its stillness to permeate every cell of your body, every thought. And then gently, slowly, bring your attention back to us 
to the sharing that we are having here. Just be in silence and stillness just for a moment. Thank you. So the next story I'd like to share with you as you bring your consciousness and awareness back to the now, to here where we are, is about this healing path. Just a little note about what you did. What you experienced was called a Merkaba or Omkaba, which is a light spirit body. The pyramid above and below, the clockwise movement, is actually the spirals and waves of sound and light after you anchor it using the breathing. It's this spirit-like body that masters use to travel, and it's available to anybody who wants to commit and deeply develop it through meditation and through insight. The healer's path is an awakening of the God and goddess within each one of us. Originally, when I started on the healing path, I wanted to have some recognition in what what I would call normal society. So I trained as a counselor, and I registered as a counselor and psychotherapist in uh, an official uh, society so that my energy work had some foundational grounding in society. I I particularly wanted to work with teenagers. I started by working with teenagers with disabilities in um, various homes and also teenagers with uh, psychiatric disorders in hospitals and also dealing with suicide and depression. Uh, It's a great honor and a humbling process to work with young people in any of those fields. Um, I was extremely humbled by many of the experiences that I had and also by the families I came in contact with. I also worked with uh, adults struggling with life choices and those in death and dying. Uh, they, They were my choices and they were extremely profound times that, that I had when I, when I did that. Um, after some of that foundational grounding, I then uh, traveled through the United States and Canada in 1995 and 1996, and I did Vedic readings. I'm a trained uh, Vedic astrologer, what's called Jyotish in India, um, and I did readings based on the ancient life wisdom of the Vedas of India. Now, these descriptions and insights are thousands of years old, so they often catch people unawares when I do a reading for them, and they get them to look closely at their true self. It explores past lives, present lives, future, and star families, and many other things besides, devas, angels, and all sorts of other energies that some, some people may be attracted to. So they're all explored if they're brought up, as well as your path to awakening and insight. As I traveled, I worked for koha, which in Maori means donation or a gift from the heart. (laughs) Doing that in the United States and Canada was quite a novelty, I realized. So I received everything from silver tea sets and very valuable paintings to hundreds of dollars for each session that I did. Uh, Most of it I just gave away. I really didn't have any use for silver tea sets and paintings when I was traveling. So it was kind of a lovely sharing for me. Um, I started the whole process actually in a yoga community in Canada 
when I was introduced to a young couple at a friend's dinner party. They were having difficulty in their relationship, so I said, look, uh, if you want to come after the party, I'm quite happy to do a reading for you. <laughs> the reading was so successful that the next morning there was a long line of people outside my friend's house. <laughs> I thought they were there sort of to pick something up from the party, but my friend said, no, no, they've all come to see you. <laughs> the line grew exponentially longer day after day until I was actually swamped from dawn to dusk. The most remarkable miracles happen, as, as you probably know, Victor, when um, people have faith in something, uh, it has an accumulative effect. So it seemed that whatever people wished for, they received. Um, one of my favorite examples was uh, an American Indian mom came to me very worried about her son who had had a major accident and broken his back in northern Canada. Um, he worked in a timber mill and he had been crushed between some logs. And I said, well, what's the problem? He obviously needs to recuperate. What, what can I do? And she said, well, actually he wants to work in Hollywood. I said, really? <laughs> From a timber mill to Hollywood? She said, yeah. Can you help him? I said, yep, I guess so. So she said, but he's not here. He can't come down. He hasn't got a phone. So can you make him a tape you know, or a you know, CD or a recording? Um, I said, yep, I'll, I'll do him that. So I just recorded a, a session for him, and in it I described what to do. And amongst those things, I, I, had, did, I had actually come from Hollywood, so I happened to have a couple of contacts there that, <laughs> that may have been rather useful for him because I, I found these Vedic readings were very popular, especially amongst celebrities. So I had a, I had a few very well, well-known na- names that came to see me at the time. So I and they had been lovely and said, "Look, if you ever need anything, just ask." So I thought, "Well, here we go." <laughs> so to the man in the timber mill with a broken back, I gave him uh, ten contacts, and I just said, "Ring them up, tell them your story." And I said, "By the tenth one, you'll get an answer." Now that was what I said. I don't know why I said that. Most of what I said to people, I, I didn't remember. I just said it, and something magical happened. Um, so he, his mum came in three days later and told me the excited story. He'd, he'd rung the 10 people as I'd said, he got nine rejections and on the 10th, he got a 10th rejection, put the phone down and was really quite down about the whole event when he got a call back and the, the secretary that had spoken to him on the 10th call, a director from a Broadway production had just happened to be in there, had heard the story and rang him back and said, look, I can't offer you a main part, but I can offer you a minor part in an up-and-coming play. I've heard your story. I'm really touched. I'll fly you and your family down or put you up in an apartment. And that's what happened. And three years later, he contacted me and he said, look, I'm not a major actor on Broadway, but I've got a regular income. I'm happy. My wife and kids are happy. And I'm on Broadway. <laughs> so, I, 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 yes, I remember that story. It's so, so sweet. And so lots of things happened like that. I worked in Ashland on a World War II veteran who'd been shot um, in the spine many times by he had three bullets and a lot of shrapnel in, the shru- in, in his spine and be, had been told he'd never recover. So I just said to him, look, l- lie down and you'll be healed in the morning. I, again, I, it, it didn't work f- the same for everybody. And Tarith explained to me about that. Uh, there's got to be a special relationship. You have to feel 
the right connection. Uh, the person who's been healed has to want it, and God, the source, has to <laughs> be in, be in that relationship as well at the right time. So there's a whole lot of factors that play the part, and it just happened to work like that. And sure enough, I spent two hours with him, and in the morning he woke up and he said, for the first time in I don't know how many years, 20, 30, no, it must be more than that. It was um, many years. He had no pain. And he rushed down. He was so excited. He rushed down to California TV, whatever it was, and they brought in a film crew and filmed me, for, did an interview. And they called me the, what did they call me, the singer who heals the, heals the hearts. <laughs> it, was really, it was a really beautiful interview. I really enjoyed doing it. Um, I went to see a well-known psychic at that stage because I was kind of puzzled. I said, look, all these wonderful things are happening. Can you explain it? And she did say, look, you have the serpent energy. It's very ancient. You were one of the nagas or priests of the serpents of wisdom from ancient times. You came to this planet thousands of years ago with Sanat Kumara. That's your destiny. It's very unlikely that you will meet other people like yourself, but there you go. <laughs> so she kind of <laughs> laid it out on a platter and told me just, you know, be good and don't do anything silly. Uh, <laughs> so she was she was a medical psychic, actually. She was used by um, Canadian hospitals at the time to uh, read intuitively any really difficult cases. So I... I took that to mean another sign that I should continue. So I moved around both Canada and the USA, uh, um, uh, hoping to remain anonymous. But wherever I went, the same thing happened. Uh, one day I'd be alone in somebody's house, and the next day I'd be a healer in a huge crowd of people. So um, the people that I traveled to in the communities called me Merlin, which was actually a big mistake because I was a part of that, of Merlin's soul group, but I was not the leader. Um, so... I, and uh, incredibly magical things happen. I remember going to a supermarket and buying some things, and the supermarket tenants gave me and the group everything we wanted for free. It was kind of, it was kind of bizarre. I, I don't know. The energy was just very, very high and wonderful, and lots of rapture and joy. It was very quite an amazing time. So I continued that all the way back to Australia. Um, I wrote a best-selling book at the time. Uh, called Health, Wealth and Wisdom in the New Millennium, which reached the top 10 in Australia. So I was blessed and blessed and blessed again by my Divine Mother, and really it's by her grace that everything came to pass in this way. So that's the story, and that really brings me mostly up to the present day because when I uh, worked with Tarith Sounds uh, recently and, and, in fact, when I was able to manifest the sounds myself out of my body, um, that brought me in contact with lots of groups. And in fact, you, Victor, were one of the primary uh, catalysts in me connecting with certain groups. So I really thank you. You were um, an extraordinary influence and, and really, may, you know, like a bodhisattva yourself. Uh, You're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that kind of puts everything in context. Uh, I I did want to ask you if you if you have any sh- stories to share like this before I go into the final exercise because um, you and I have shared a lot of things and I know you yep. have some beautiful experiences yourself. The only question I have at this point in the present day: Are you still using your healing uh, abilities? 
<laughs> yeah, I, I I do, and I only I've really learned these days that I have to be invited to use mm-hmm. them. Sure, makes so, sense. Yeah. So yeah, so I I don't uh, I don't very much offer them at the at the moment because uh, my mother Kuan Yin has given me the guidance that I need to really really ground and go into that. Silence and stillness over the next month to mm-hmm. write. She said, accompany me to the core of the earth. So I will do that. <laughs> and uh, when I come back, I will see what she has in store. I very much trust the divine source. I don't do anything unless I'm instructed by the voice to do it. So I trust her presence and guidance, and she's always been um, – much, much wiser than me. Yeah, she's, very, she's very compassionate. So. <laughs> very compassionate. Um, in, in fact, in reality, I learned through studying a lot of Buddhist and Christian history that Mother Mary and the Bodhisattva of Compassion of Lokiteshvara, whose um, path I was initiated in in Tibetan Buddhism and Kuan Yin are all one in one sense. And that all the paths that I've walked have merged seamlessly, which is kind of those threads you were talking about, have merged seamlessly in the shared heart of compassion and love. And the Divine Mother can be form form or formlessness in in the shared heart of this perfection of wisdom. And that's really the path that I'm walking. And so the, the clearest of mantras can remove all suffering, which was why I played you in the beginning, gate, gate, para, gate, para, sangate, bodhisvaha. It's some, this, whatever your mantra is, make it very simple, take it to your heart. Like I explained in another week, like Kukai, chant it wherever you go and enlightenment will follow. It's that's what it means. Gate gate para gate para gate bodhisattva means gone 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 over go 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 over. Everything is gone fully over. You're awakened, so be it. <laughs> Which I think is extreme, extremely beautiful and very very powerful. So I'm I'm going to take you all the way back to uh, the Diamond Sutra or the Diamond Energy that that we spoke about at the beginning, which was yes, please. that being being here fills my heart with great blessing, and everything is releasing and dropping away. The beauty that is in you is revealed, and your heart is in all hearts. All conditioned phenomena are like a dream, an illusion, a bubble, a shadow, like dew or a flash of lightning. Thus shall we perceive them. So I just really want to finish on that note and I'm going to take you into a quiet meditation for a few minutes and then maybe we can have a few words at the end. Sure. Um, So perhaps if we just close our eyes together and I'm going to go all the way back to my dearest inspiration, uh, His Holiness the Dalai Lama. And I'm going to ask you before you listen is to make yourself comfortable and take your attention again to the inner spine and take your attention to that hollow tube of light that runs all the way from the base of the spine all the way up to the third eye and all the way down to the base of the spine. So make it very, very simple. As you start to breathe, use the awe sound like with an open mouth as you breathe in. And as you breathe out, and all the way back down to the base of the spine and down to the core of the earth. Use the E sound, like So as you breathe in, it's like 
the way up to the third eye, and as you breathe out, it's like or all the way back down to the base of the spine, right down through to the core of the earth. Just attune yourselves to those sounds. They're very beautiful sounds. Make them very gentle. You won't hear them and you won't hear me. You'll just be deep and devotional, soft and sensitive to your inner self. As we recite together in your heart, the famous mantra, Gate Gate, Paragate, Parasangate, Bodhiswaha, Go, go, go beyond, go thoroughly beyond, establish yourself in enlightenment. Gate gate para gate para sangate bodhiswaha. 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 So slowly bring your awareness, your attention back to where you are, to the silence and stillness that pervades your being, to the love, to the harmony, to the shared heart, to the beauty that you are, to the love, to the wisdom that is within. I love you all. Thank you. Love you, Victor. You are a mighty host, uh, a victorious host. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Really, it's a tremendous blessing being with you. You are uh, a superb soul and somebody that I esteem highly. So thank you for the blessing of being with you. Yes, thank you very much. I hope the audience will get something out of these shows, you know, in terms of moving forwards on their path, uh, be it a healing path or an opening path or whatever. I think it's uh, that's the purpose of having you on the show to, to bring us your energy, your healing and your gifting energy. And that was my purpose for having you with us. So thank you very much. I think, you know, we... There's so many things we can't see, and yet things are working. You know, the source is there, and the sun is, you know, is in our lives every day. I mean, from morning to night, and yet we don't know what the sun does to us, but it's there. And I think it's like um, maybe you're a sun in our lives as well. That's uh, the way I would like to 
close with this beautiful metaphor. So thank you very much for shining over where we are and where we are to become. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good week, everybody. Thank you for joining us on Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us. Your personal journey, assisted by your guide and companion, Giel Asselin, will continue next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be sure to tune in again. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.